0: It's the Sod Pod Brought to you by Grassland Agro The Sod Pod Hello, hello and welcome to episode 8 of the Sod Pod In the last episode we had a fantastic conversation with our consultant vet Bernard Furlong from County Wexford I've good news for you, he's back again Welcome Bernard Hello, how are you doing? Right, good And there's better news as well Davy is back on the panel David, you missed the last episode in episode 7 You didn't show up to a few of the training sessions We had to drop you You're back, you're looking fit
1: Yeah, thanks Jim I'm back again now, thank God um, For a bit of training now So we'll see how today goes Hopefully I last uh, the last match
0: We'll give you a half anyway So look lads, what we're going to crack on about today Pika Shawnee, let's talk Pika
2: yeah, I suppose what the time of year whenever animals are show- showing signs of picogems. Basically, a deficiency, what are we looking out for? We're looking at the animals and a change in behaviour. So they're chewing at stones, licking at clay, chewing at rubber, licking urine. We'll get into it in a bit more detail, but basically three of the factors that is affecting the animals is a lack of sodium, a lack of fibre, and importantly, a lack of phosphorus. So they're sort of the three pillars that are um, affecting the animal. And I suppose, Bernard, maybe you want to start off and, and give us a bit more of an in-depth summary of what's what the animal is experiencing whenever they're showing symptoms of, of pika.
3: Yeah, so I suppose, yeah, you're you're, you're buying on the money there. You, you, you'll see the cows as they're going in and out of the milk and parlor. They'll be picking on the stones, licking at the stones in the soil, on the banks, on the roadways, in and out of the parlor. Oftentimes, I think, John, you showed me a picture one day on a post-mortem of a cow, and her
4: whole stomach was just full of stones, you know, pretty much like gravel everywhere, you know? Yeah, it was it was a, a real extreme example, I'd say, yeah. Bernard, like, and even you were shocked, which is hard to, to shock a bit, like, and ah, especially yeah. a, a man from Wexford, you weren't even shocked after you <laughs> <he> got <laughs> bit by Dublin, so.
3: No, no, John, I know you're on the up at the moment there after one win in 10 years <laughs> with Clare, but <laughs> oh, <laughs> you'll <laughs> you get back. some fright in the, the coming weeks, you know? <laughs> but I suppose, look, the, these are just the, the signs that we see visually, there is other uh, major signs that are probably a bit more hidden or that the farmer and the vet may not necessarily know, like, you know, and they would include like potentially a reduced appetite, reduced feed intake, the bone mineralization within the cow and the calves would be reduced. Um, there's a reduced uh, weight gain in all animals. That, is, that, that has been uh, shown. And most importantly, I suppose, on a financial side of it, you'll have a reduced yields, milk yields, and the reproductive cycle can be inhibited as well, I suppose, you know.
2: This time of year, animals is some farmers have started breeding. Phosphorus, especially, like if the animal isn't performing at a, a top level, or if there's any sort of stress on the animal, like it's going to affect the reproductive performance of of the animals. Of course, yeah, yeah. Like when we when we talk stress, I
3: suppose um, we're at the time of the year now. We're, we're 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 well into the breeding season, and cows are probably they're hitting their peak milk yield, and we're also trying to ask them to go back and calf um, as soon as possible. You know to keep the whole cycle moving along and i suppose if there's any change if there's any drop in the mineral status in the nutrient status of the animal or any other stress whether it be lameness body condition whatever it's going to it's going to have an impact on the animal so th- these cows that we have in Ireland at the moment like they're they're finely tuned and and if we knock them off Kilter, just that little bit at all that can set them back in, in various different ways. Like, you know,
1: and a lot of cows, um, Bernard p- probably or a lot of farms do experience it, and, and and farmers don't actually think they have it. And if you ask them, uh, do they see PK? And we see it ourselves going around the farms. Farmers say, Oh, no, we, I, I don't have it, I've never seen it, but yet there is. And I know we were out one day on a farm, farmer said he, he had no PK, I suppose, when we were on a road show, and the cow inside in the ditch there chewing away on, 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 the, on the clay
3: yeah he was a t- top class farmer as well like serious, you know yeah. he, he be, and he was very well in, in tune with his cows like you know but uh, yeah his back was turning there she was and she was picking away at the clay picking away at the soil stones and whatnot. like you know
1: okay, you need a fresh eyes going in on farm don't yeah,
3: you yeah you probably do like yeah you're look if you're seeing it the whole time it's nothing different to you you know so a fresh pair of eyes it, it, it is good like you know I probably I probably didn't notice it as much myself down through the years until we kind of investigated a bit more there in, in recent months like you know there is probably more of it out there that, than we expect ourselves the like,
1: farms are more high, more highly stocked and there's more requirement on cows and greater output and what cows now milk and six, seven thousand litres like and, and stock that maybe you know, even on a on a milk platform there mid season could be three or three and a half livestock units. There's a big demand on, on ground and, and a big demand out of cows too, like so
2: something has to give. Something has to give, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all it's all about the diet basically and the, the like I suppose the animal isn't getting enough, whether it's fibre phosphorus or sodium and like we done a video P uptake on a w- well aerated or good structured soils David and then versus a, a compact soil, both sides was at index 3 but the P concentration in the plant differed yeah. on them two soils
1: Yeah so um both different Sean and, and it's just down to the the structure of, of that soil, both index 3 as you said but just not being able to access that that P fertility or that or that index tree, phosphorus in the soil, just because the the, the roots were not there to, to take it up. The phosphorus was in the ground but the roots were not there because they just can't access it. So it's uh it's it, it is a big problem and we've seen on our I suppose on the side sustainability programme compaction across the country.
4: Yeah. But I, I, I think there's a very good point you made, Bernard, there about, you know, that it, it, you, we can actually have Pika in younger or growing stock as well. Like, you know, we, we only really associate it with milking cows and we probably can pick up on it quicker in milking cows because we're more hands on and and we, we see them in and out of the parlour twice a day. Like, but in younger stock, it could be a, a hidden deficiency there as well that could be worth
3: yeah, it could it could just be something simple as they're not reaching their 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 growth targets like you'd like them to, you know, and it could be just that those calves the farmer might just say to you. They're just not doing as well
4: as previous years, like, you know. Bernard, I suppose, even the you'd, anecdotally you'd hear AI men taking stones out of cows and something.
3: Yeah, yeah, when you'd be examining a few cows yourselves, yourself as well, like, over the course of the year, yeah, you would. You'd put your hand in, you might be examining her just to see if she's in calf or not, and you could. You could put out a bit of gravel, a few stones, things like that. Like, and I'd say, I suppose, when I first, when I first started as a vet, I, I would have done it, and I probably would have mentioned it to the farmer. We both might have just shrugged our shoulders and moved on, like you know. Whereas I suppose I'd have a, a better awareness of it there now, and I might take it into consideration the next time if I do see it. You know, there probably isn't a massive amount of research in pika, and I as a veterinary point of view
1: at the moment, like you know, looking down trying to find papers on it. But just even on, uh, like just talking about pika there again, like and and we talk about like Sean, you talked about sodium and phosphorus and fiber, and, and they're maybe three big issues like but like what even for, for all of them like for all of you there, what what is the I suppose most ideal type of, of grass that a throughout the grazing season? Is it like late summer when growth rates are declining and there's a bit more fibre in the grass? That's probably the most ideal type of, of herbage that a cow would be consuming and obviously there's not you can't you can't do anything about that because of the physiology of the plant like but that's probably the most ideal
4: cows can get very loose though like into the later part of the year though as well Dave like so there's generally sometimes like when you have after grass coming in after a second cut and stuff like that
2: we don't really have that much control over it though because like the dry matter of grass is dictated by weather whether it's too hot during a drought situation, you're going to dry matters of 23%, 24%. And then if there's a spell yeah, of... that's
4: dry matter. Where you've huge control over the quality of the grass in relation to grass and management and measuring, Sean. Like, oh,
2: yeah. You know, well, that's that's going
4: to have a bigger... Inf- obviously, the dry matter, there's nothing really we can do, but around the the, the balance between protein, fibre... And energy that's going to be determined by your your pre-grazing yield as well like but is that would you agree Sean? Or? oh
2: yeah 100% yeah well obviously like you know your grass management you need to be grazing the right covers. but you know there can be fluctuations in grass we're in or se- some we're in second rotation grass now some farmers might be close to the to toward toward yeah so it's always that lower that first rotation grass is around 18 19 20% dry matter you could be down as low as 13 14 50% now and i suppose uh, potentially and you my comment on this, Bernard, a lot of a lot of herds might be experiencing a bit of subclinical acidosis because of that lusher grass and maybe the absorption of nutrients from the rumen is limited a small bit because of that drop in rumen pH.
3: Yeah, so I suppose on a roadshow where we we're discussing a good bit there about SARA and what what does SARA stand for? It's that subacute ruminal acidosis. It's when the pH of the rumen is lower than you'd like it to be you know that big fermentation vat that big stomach that that cow has the pH is is lower than you'd like it to be it's lower than 5.5 and that will affect the absorption and the uptake of nutrients uh, within that within the gastrointestinal tract of that cow like you know
1: back to peak again like the, the phosphorus is uh, affected like you know, you talk about Sarah if the rumen is not functioning right and you talk about absorption like the phosphorus is a is of course is.
3: yeah, yeah and I, and I suppose another thing that can affect um, phosphorus as well I remember reading a paper as well if you have a high worm burden you can have you can have a reduced uptake of phosphorus up to some I think off the top of my head 40% like you know if you have 100% phosphorus going in there might be only 60% being absorbed into the system like you know so that, that's the high worm burden as well look that, that's another day's work maybe discussing talking about worms like, but it's just another side note it's something interesting so you probably have sarahs playing a role there's a high level of that on, on dairy
4: farms in Ireland and worms as well potentially playing a big role as well Bernard from our point of view and, and something like obviously we have our animal nutrition range but we, we, we spend a lot of time on the side sustainability pr- programme trying to improve side fertility and, and forage quality but probably this year lads i think it's fair to say with the price of fertilizer there's probably not an and availability there's probably not as much phosphorus coming in the farm gate and that's
2: going to have an impact would you, would you agree sean or yeah so john i suppose what you're saying th- there is that uh, i suppose some farmers have gone away from maybe spreading pea and they just went with straight or nitrogen products and like by by doing that there's less of a P concentration in the grass plant because we're relying more so from the soil. And then what we've seen on our sustainability program, as you said, compacted soils, poor root structure. If we have limited roots, we have limited uptake. So if we're relying on the soil and uh, the roots or the structure is poor, we're just not the the concentration. Uh, Like at best, at really good soil structure, index 3 and 4 for P and K, you still might only have 75% of the requirements so there is always going to be a requirement for supplementation
4: yeah it was one we have to be very conscious of and I suppose Bernard like even when we were going around and peak it was obviously something that we were focusing on as part of a uh, Roadshow that we did with our teams but like you actually got a text in out of the blue from the yeah.
3: So so look, I'm just in a WhatsApp group there with the regional vet lab in uh, Kilkenny. They have all the I suppose the, the predominantly large animal vets or mixed practice vets that that would service the regional vet lab, and they just issued like a, kind of a, a little bit of an alert saying that keep an eye out for phosphorus deficiency. Make sure it's one of your differential diagnoses when you're treating cows. the moment because given i suppose their temperatures at the time of that takes i suppose the temperatures were a bit cold there was a slight maybe i won't call drought like conditions but drier ground and and that yeah yeah, so that will that could drive a little bit of phosphorus deficiency
1: as well like you know and around around the time we're in here now bernard like just even around embryo loss and that we're probably well into breeding now at this stage and i suppose there's, there's potential there that that cows could lose
3: yeah so look I suppose we, we probably didn't mention at the very start like phosphorus it, it, it's one of those major minerals you know it's probably one of six major minerals that we're dealing with for cows and phosphorus the main objective or the main reason we're talking about phosphorus is we need it for that microbial protein synthesis so whenever the the, the microbes within our guts are, are, are breaking down the, the cow's um, forage and, and, and nuts and whatnot, they need the phosphorus for that they need it to utilise the, their energy and their meta- for their own metabolism for their own cell membranes within their body for their dna as well like you know so looks it's, it's no difference for the the cow than it is for the, the the embryo you need those
2: embryos and those fetuses need that same level of phosphorus as well like you know what, what i think's a bit mad is that we're talking about this nearly every year about pika right and if we we don't do anything about it and then suddenly we see animals licking stones and that like if they were licking stones last year Chewing at wire last year, chewing at rubber last year. That's still in the gut. That hasn't been. That hasn't been got rid. Got got rid of. Then we're adding to it this year. And then if cows are going calving like we could. Puncture the rumen, or we could like there could be if there's a build up of of say wire or stones or that it can cause serious damage to the animal. Maybe in in six or twelve months time, whenever oh, of
3: course, yeah, you're, 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 like look, just because uh, the cow eats a few eats stones, we'll say say today. That's not to say in six months time that that that, that stone or that that other foreign material that's in within that body is not going to wreak havoc. Like you know, obviously the worst comes to worst the the cow dies like you know and you don't want to lose any cow either like you know but there's other impacts it can have as well I suppose there could be a level of constipation if the rumen is going to be full of stones there's no they're inanimate objects they're of no benefit in the rumen They're, they're going to have some
2: level of impact there as well like you know and then whenever animals are in calves, say seven, eight, nine months in calf and getting ready to, or say whenever during calf, there's an awful lot of pressure on the room, and and you know you could have pressure on the heart, or look
3: when they're eating their stones or whatever else that if they did ingest a bit of wire and the wire, which is I, I find quite common. To, look, I'm working in the the southeast region of the country, and I, I think it's a big issue anyway. A lot of my farmers would uh, would agree as well. There, there's some some farmers out there, they love when I give a magnet to a cow because um, there is an issue out there when cows ingest a little bit of wire um, and that's that's all it has to be, a little bit of wire and if she's forcing or contracting or if there's great pressure within the rumen and the wire is it, it is stuck in the rumen there somewhere and it, could, it potentially can push from the rumen through the wall of the rumen Past the diaphragm and in in towards the the wall of the heart, like you know, the pericardium, and obviously it can cause heart issues then. And we we do see it quite commonly, you know. And with that, then we, we tend to give a, a magnet. And what the magnet is, it's it's a bolus, I suppose, quite similar to any type of a bolus, and it's enclosed with a, a plastic kind of a covering, so that if the magnet um, if there is other um, wires or other bits of nails and things like that staples off, out of fencing if they are present within the room and they'll be attracted to this magnet and they'll be enclosed and kept in a safe place until the time that the animal goes to slaughter or, or passes away like you know is it is it common or like common, it's something very that common like, I, just, I, I, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head but like I suppose like yeah, I, I think heart problems are common. I couldn't give you a figure, like, but anecdotally, and is it just a sort of preventative? Like, is yeah, it, so it's just preventative. Like, so you could look, you could call out to a farmer, and you could see. No, look, I'm not just saying this is completely down to phosphorus yeah, deficiency, yeah, 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 but it potentially can be, like, you know. But um, yeah, you go to a cow, she could be a few weeks calved or maybe only less than a week calved. She'd have a very high heart rate. You might hear the murmur in the heart. You might not hear the heart great at all because there could be fluid or pus around the heart. So it's quite hard to listen, listen to the heart with the stethoscope. She might not like when you put pressure on the heart, when you pinch on the withers or if you're putting your hand up per rectum you know there's a level of pressure within the abdomen she might hunch her back up and she might not appreciate it and the other thing which you might which farmers tend to spot, particularly the farmers that have issues with heart with heart problems, they'll see that juggler pulse you know that juggler pulse on the the on the left hand side of the neck like you'll see it just pulsing up and that means there's a backflow of blood. That should be going down towards the heart, but instead is there's a level, there's a cert, a certain level of blood going back up towards the head, like you know.
4: Like I was, I was a bit surprised by, you know that it was such an issue to be honest, Bernard. But I was chatting to um one of our lads, John Corbett, uh, and they sell machinery, and he was chat uh, really good machinery. But he was talking about on the dye feeders now they have magnets, and the amount of foreign objects that you pick up like per mix is absolutely. Huge, like, job. yeah, yeah. Now, look, I know nothing about machinery, I never claimed to never <laughs> will. <laughs> a lot of this stuff when you you're would, talking, you wouldn't stand back for much now, Bernard. I huh? <laughs> uh, wouldn't go near that machinery crack. There was no question you couldn't answer except the one where we asked you why the why Wexford lost at home to Dublin, but um,
3: sure, like, Dublin are a good team, John.
4: <laughs> <laughs> there it is again, to be fair. <laughs> but come here, Bernard. One thing that I thought was and it kind of ties into the peak uh, is that. You were talking about in the condition scoring and and your approach to veterinary and animal health plans is that you're looking for trends, whether it's the locomotion scoring and probably the phosphorus could be linking on into maybe, you know, milk fever and stuff like that. There is a certain cohort of cows that are
3: hypocalcemic that have, the, have milk fever, whether it be subclinical or not. They would have a, a level of phosphorus deficiency. And look, whenever I go out and treat a cow with milk fever, I just treat the cow with milk fever I don't go off and I don't do blood tests you know that's not routinely done in this country like you know I don't know maybe it's done in other countries but it's just not routinely done in our country so I, I can never know by looking at a cow when she's down whether it's just a straightforward milk fever or there is a lack of phosphorus however I will say if a cow is down and I treat her with intravenous calcium and she's still down within the next 12 hours the farmer will ring and say look she's still down call back out and subconsciously I always tend to give an injectable phosphorus IV along with the calcium again there is an element there along with uh, milk fever you know.
4: So if we're picking up like pika, like that could have a subsequent impact whether it's ingesting foreign objects because they have their heads buried in the ditch and you know hedge cutters are going to pick up bits of wire and stuff like that or else it could have an an impact in later lactation as well or or the embryo loss like is should we be and I, I suppose the point I'm trying to or the question I'm trying to ask it's like a, sometimes we got a few statements rather than questions on the roadshow, but yeah, come out with a question, will ya? <laughs> <laughs> should we be looking at these things as a trend or should yeah, we? yeah? Look, herd health approach
3: on farms is going to have to grow in the next in the in the coming years. It, there's a big push on it within you know when I went to college in UCD, done the dairy health cert as well. We're always trying to get um do you know a, more of a health, herd health approach, and I suppose yeah, body condition scoring we we talked a little bit about that on the road show as well. I think a lot of guys got into it as well like but it's no use just doing say a body condition score just at breeding and forgetting about it for the for, for the rest of the year like you know you want to get a trend over time so you want to do your body condition scoring at calving at breeding at 100 days of milk, 200 days of milk, at calving. The more the better like you know and it's the same with your locomotion scoring, particularly if you have a big issue of of lameness on your farm. You want to do that at certain key intervals you know so maybe before the cows go into housing after they're dried off maybe um, pre-calving at breeding again throughout the course of the lactation when they're out on grass the whole time and they're walking that bit more the whole time like you know metry checking is another thing as well and I suppose it's it's easy for me to say to go ahead and do it because a lot of those jobs have to be done at very busy times of the year during spring like you know um, in the first six months of the year but unfortunately like if you want to progress and get your dairy herd working to the best of its ability that's where you are at the moment like you know and you checking is another thing we can do as well all those kind of jobs they're new jobs but a lot of farmers are doing them at the moment there's a lot of progressive farmers doing them at the moment so
4: yeah because even the magnets you were saying over in New Zealand is very common yeah I have friends that are over in New Zealand and they
3: they tell me that routinely a lot of maiden heifers would just get a magnet no different than if they were getting a worm dose you know just it's a routine job that the that the New Zealand farmers do, and there is a certain amount of our clients as well. The yearling heifers are, are they're a bit stronger than that, like yeah, they and would, yeah.
2: We didn't really touch on sodium as well. Like I suppose temperatures are picking up. Animals is out day and night now, and in, in majority of the country, there's a lot of walking being done. Animals are sweating, they're producing, so they're getting rid of sodium, but through the sweat, through the the milk, through the urine. Like how important is sodium? It obviously creates sodium bicarbonate saliva. It's a really good natural. And buffer, like uh, how how important is it in the animal? Like,
3: yeah, sure. Look, it's one of those it's one of those major major minerals that we we're always discussing about. Um, sure, look if you're if you're lacking sodium, you're you're going to have a, a low growth rate. You're going to have reduced milk yield, and you're going to have peak as well. Typically, when you see a re- reduction in sodium on a on a on a farm, you'll see this real bizarre behaviour where cows are are really licking the urine off of another cow so when the, one cow is urinating she's really kind of drinking that urine out of her so the so. sodium is more the urine it's, than yeah, phosphorus be, or, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's what I was always um, that, that, that's my take on it anyway you'd see cows and they'd be just licking the urine off of another cow when she's urinating like you know probably more so than than with phosphorus like you know
1: well, that's just there um like that's all great, like you know, it's all it's all great talk. That's you all know. Great. It's all, that's all great. It's, it's, it's all <laughs> it's, it's, it's all it's, a, it's all big talk and boring. It's very interesting, like you know, great points, like and and that, but like, what what are we like? What can we do on the farm to overcome all these problems, like these peaker problems? So we we talked about all the the processes and that, like you know, but but even going from the from starting at the plant and and then go out to the animal and and they should all be more so linked I think going forward and it's going to be very hard to do but we should be doing it like taking obviously doing soil analysis maybe we should be doing more herbage analysis to see what's in herbage and then maybe do analysing cows with maybe blood in cows and see what concentration is in cows but like even from well from a plant side, side of things like take a soil sample if you're sampling once once every three years like that's that's one point in time every every thousand days like you know yeah. so it's grand it's an indicator I know from some of my own work I've done like and I'm going to get a few eye rods here now here we go again here, here we, we go, go again but here probably <laughs> coming here now James but like just pH like we, we, we talk about pH in the soil and we talk about pH in the room and they're both the same thing like you know we're getting the pH right in the soil to get the microbes working and we can actually um, increase phosphorus concentration in the soil just by fixing pH and, and everything else it'll overcome Sean you were ranting on about compaction there and, <laughs> do you know, and Ranting do you know,
2: Cheers fair play
1: Davey <laughs> But you know it's, it's overcoming all these problems and it's simple and sure burn, the pH in the rumen is just paramount like you know it's, it's, yeah, of it's, course it yeah. it's, it's the yeah. core of the animal Yeah. so and, and we just talked about sodium there like so implementing sodium could potentially produce biocarbonate which is room and buffer, and that's keeping the pH up yeah and reducing so, the level of sara then within the herd and and yeah. increasing phosphorus absorption yeah. then as well because there could be potentially enough phosphorus going into the
2: animal but not absorbed because pH is off but you could be you could be doing you could be putting out your compounds and putting out your P well, but if, if it's not a protected form of P or that your pH could be getting it locked up so you mm. think you're doing the right job by putting out your 18, 6, 12 but yeah. if your pH isn't right it's not been made plant available. Yeah, that, that's Johnny. But the
1: other one is just putting it out at the dry right time of year as well. That's uh, granted. To say that we're putting out our fourteen kilos of maintenance phosphorus, and said an in index two, we're putting out ten kilos of of build up. Like, um, but if, if you're putting that out you know, willy nilly there whenever you want, like it's it's not going to do the work. Like you need to put
2: it in when you need it. That could overcome a lot of problems. Calcifoss has your sodium and your phosphorus. So that's if a couple of boxes hang up hung up in the collecting yard. Or on the, on the on the cow pass on the way out to the, to field, the the animals will self regulate themselves of the sodium. They're getting the phosphorus intake as well. If they don't need it, at least the farmer can see that they're not licking. He's happy enough that they have the requirement. But if there is a period that uh, a dry spell or the concentration P uh, concentration in rumen has reduced for whatever reason, that they're, they are getting supplemented for it obviously the mineral supplementation in the the meal can be increased but there's practicalities around that as well and then obviously a fibre source then whether it's hay or straw or whatever so there's a couple of key management practices as he says putting a plan in place but uh, prevention is always better than than cure
0: absolutely savage Sean and thanks for that as we're going to call it a day there peak uh, soil compaction uh, the peak concentration and good conversation on growth rates increasing as well Uh, some of the big signs there chewing stones licking clay, licking urine, uh, and also reduced appetite could be another indicator there as well. Causes, obviously, that lack in sodium, uh, P, and fibre. Phosphorus deficiency is one of the key drivers of this, and that's what you're going to attempt to manage out. Mind yourself out there, farm smart, farm safe. Hey, thanks for listening to the Sod Pod. We hope you enjoyed it find out more head over to www.grasslandagro.ie, or check out our social channels facebook twitter instagram linkedin and youtube that's all for this episode see you next time